Hi and welcome, I'm Vicki Santana and welcome to the Follow the Yogi podcast. Here, as yoga teachers, as global citizens, we learn the practice of yoga, the philosophy of the practice of yoga. Stay tuned as I marry the practice of yoga with the practice of life. So happy that you're here. Let's get started. Being heard and understood is one of the most basic needs as a human being. We want to express ourselves and we want to be accepted when we express ourselves and we want to be understood at the deepest, deepest level. Or do we? Sometimes when we're expressing ourselves, we might actually be fooling ourselves on what we want the end result to be. If we want to be heard, understood, have the opportunity to express our point of view, and we've already done that, then if that's what we really wanted, then that one conversation, one expression of your point of view should satisfy that particular need. But what if we find ourselves readdressing certain conversations over and over and over again, and it doesn't seem like the other person is listening, it doesn't seem like the other person understands us, it just feels like we're not getting through to them, and the conversations can lead to hours or days or years. And if you have topics like this in your relationships, listen on. Because maybe understanding what you want from the conversation will help direct you. And maybe even, maybe it's time to let that conversation go for the following reasons. Result number one that you're wanting from your conversation. I just want to be heard and understood. Maybe you've heard me say this in class. Once we seek to understand others, being understood by others might be completely unnecessary. So let's be realistic here. When we're expressing whatever point of view that we're coming from, the amount of information that we have is much more than the other person has. And if the other person doesn't have the same life experience, there's a pretty good chance that they don't because no one's going to have your fingerprint of life experience. There's a good chance that they don't have your life experience at the level that you have, in the detail that you have, with the past lives that you've had, and with all of the external influences that you've had. So expecting another human being to truly understand where you're coming from, it might be an unrealistic order. Instead of being understood, maybe you need someone to empathize with you and sympathize with you. And other people can do that at their own level. But if you're seeking so much understanding and so much compassion and so much empathy, and you need that for the conversation to be successful, there's a little part of you that you need to give yourself that. You see, because others don't have the same life experience that we have, because everybody else is dealing with their own things, with their own stories, trying to get the exact same thing. If we seek it from other people and they fall short of that, we might find ourselves completely frustrated with the conversation, coming out of the conversation unsatisfied. So starting with the end in mind, starting with what you need out of the conversation is important. And it's important to also communicate that to the other person so they know what you're looking for. And by the way, if you're on the receiving end, I think it would help the conversation to ask the person what they actually need in this scenario. Do they need support? 
Do they need a friend? Do they need a teacher? Do they need a therapist? Ask them what they need if they haven't communicated it to you. So you can put yourself as the receiver in the right frame of mind, and then you can tailor your responses based on what they need. Sometimes when I have conversations with my daughter, I literally ask her, do you want my advice or do you need to be heard and understood? And that stops me from going into my automatic yoga teacher, coaching, mom, you know, zone and giving unsolicited advice. I ask her and then I wait for her answer and then I respect whatever she needs at that given moment. And it took a couple of years to really hone that skill because we have so much information inside of ourselves. We want to give unsolicited advice. We want to help. This is all coming from a good place. But the thing is, understanding what the other person needs is important before you can give a solution. Let's take another point of view. Let's say you're communicating your feelings about a situation and you're thinking that you want to be heard and you want to be understood, but in reality, you actually want a change of behavior from the other person. I'll start this little part with, we cannot expect to change the behaviors of other people. The only behaviors that we can change are our own. And those changes are based on the information that we have, the circumstances that we're experiencing, and our value system, our life philosophy, and where we're going in life and where we've been in life. So I'm going to take it into the romantic sphere. And let's say you found your significant other being unfaithful. You're hurt, you're confused, you're betrayed, you might even be devastated. And this is where the waters kind of get a little muddy. You want to be understood, you want your pain to be understood and cared for. But quite possibly at a much deeper level, you want that other person's behavior to change. And you might hope that if you express how hurt you are, how devastated you are, how betrayed you feel, if you could just get that other person to understand how they be their behavior hurt you, that that would motivate them to change their behavior. We can't change the behavior of other people. And because they cannot really understand where we're coming from, really, 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 because there's only one of us, and that experience belongs to only us. If we keep trying to explain ourselves, explain our emotions, explain how we've been hurt in the hopes that the other person is going to change their behavior, we're kind of in for a long haul. Now, now I'm not saying that person's behavior isn't going to change. I'm not going to say that they're going to be remorseful and understanding and not do it again. What I am saying is if you're spending a lot of energy sharing how you feel in the hopes that they don't do that again, there's no guarantee that that's going to be the case because the change has to happen from the person on the inside. And when we are dealt those cards, when we come across things like that, for most problems, actually, there's only three things that we can do. The first one is accept it, change our behavior or our expectations, or leave the situation. In the example of infidelity, we might even find ourselves trying to explain to this person how 
this is against the agreement that we once had, actually trying to really help this person understand and make a better choice for the next time. And we're laying on top of it, our emotions and the way we would have acted in the situation. It's not going to help. It's not going to guarantee a result. And it will lead to a lot of frustration if expressing your emotions about the situation has you hoping that if they only could understand how much it hurt you, they would change. In this particular instance, I can almost guarantee that that individual already understood how much damage that was going to cause, but they did it anyway because they had free will and a right to do whatever they see fit with their life. And I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm not even trying to be naive. There are certain guidelines and principles that exist in every single relationship. My point is, if we think that they just didn't understand how much it was going to hurt us, and now we're trying to explain to them how much it did hurt us in the hopes of changing their behavior, that's a little naive. They understand. They did it anyway. No amount of venting or convincing or crying is going to actually stop them from doing it again. That has to come from them. And I'm going to say a statement that might be a little bit controversial. Just because we're in a relationship with somebody, just because we love someone and they love us, doesn't mean that all of us absolve of our principles and our way of thinking and our choices in our life. We do have to understand that our choices are going to affect someone else. My point is, just because someone loves us and we love them, doesn't mean that they have to give up their point of view on how to live on certain aspects of their life. And you can pick any number of controversial topics in the news today. It could be from either side of the political aisle to COVID to vaccine to any number of things. If you want to keep harmony in a relationship, be on the lookout for times where you're wanting to express yourself or you think that's what we're telling ourselves, that we want to be heard and we want to be understood. But what we're actually doing is projecting our way of life onto someone else and saying it so often that we hope that they change. And even more harmful to the relationship, if they don't change, we assume that that's lack of love towards us. So let's say you're in disagreement with these concepts and I love when we don't agree on things. Let's flip it on its head because the Buddha is quoted as saying, question everything, even if it comes from my lips, him being the Buddha, question it, apply it to your life and see if it works in your life. So let's turn it around a little bit. The question is, if we express our emotions enough, can we change the behavior of others? Can we project our own values and our own philosophies unto others? And will that change be permanent? I always use the example of, have you ever been really sad about something? Maybe you've experienced heartbreak. Maybe you've experienced a loss. If I came up to you and I said, hey, just smile. And I gave you the reasons why the smiling would help and give you some positive affirmations of how, you know, the good things that are happening in your life and all this other stuff, there's a really good chance that no matter how much I try to convince you to not feel what you're feeling, 
you're going to feel it anyway. And you might actually be agitated because I'm almost minimizing how you're feeling by trying to take that emotion away from you. So if you've been in a situation where you've been on the receiving end of someone wanting to change your mind, change your emotions, change your mindset about something, and you didn't quite like it, it didn't quite fit, chances are it's because it wasn't meant to fit. You were feeling what you were feeling. You heard the other person say what they needed to say. You understood what the other person said. And at least for that moment in time, you either weren't ready to hear it. It doesn't apply to you. It's not a philosophy that you follow. And that person telling you and expressing to you how much that matters to them for you to change your mindset didn't really change your mindset. If you experience that, then the same result is going to apply to another person when we flip the tables again and we're trying to convince them because of how we feel how something would be better for them. It doesn't work that way more often than not. Again, they can sympathize, they can empathize with our plight, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to actually adopt it. As a yoga teacher, this concept plays itself out in the classroom every single time. I might be giving a cue or a pose that I feel might help someone, but they have to make the decision for themselves whether the pose, the variation of the pose, everything that I'm offering them actually works for them. And adopting that mindset, honoring, trusting that other people, actually expecting that other people are going to make their own decisions based on what works best for them. I adopted this as a yoga teacher a long time ago, and it's really helped with my relationships. It doesn't mean that I'm going to like what the other person has to say or their opinion of what I've just said. It means that I respect what the other person feels and says, even if it's the complete opposite of what my position is in something. Now, once everyone's emotions and opinions are put out onto the table, it's up to each individual to decide whether or not what's been put out there works for them. And I think that's one of the hardest things when it comes to relationships, because we want to be with people that have similar mindsets, similar value systems, similar actions. It it makes us feel, it helps us to feel included. It gives us a sense of safety and the ability to trust. But if you find yourself in any kind of relationship that lasts a good amount of time, you're going to come to places, topics that you have completely different points of view on. And if how you feel about them are attached to their actions, them doing the exact same thing or them thinking the exact same way as you, it's going to be really challenging over time for that to really play itself out in a healthy way. If we're misconstruing being heard with wanting someone's actions to change to match ours because we think that that's best, it's going to put a strain on the relationship. Okay, so let's sum it up. Before going into a conversation with someone, take a step back and take responsibility for what result you really are expecting 
from the conversation. Are you wanting to be heard? Do you want advice? Are you looking for a change in behavior from the other person? None of these things are wrong, but entering into the conversation with a clear end game, so to speak, is going to help you understand yourself as you go through this conversation, as you work at reconciling whatever the point is of a conversation. I kind of use the example of if I want to go to Puerto Rico, but my plane ticket says California, I'm going to be disappointed when I land in California. My expectation was Puerto Rico, but my direction was California. So when I get the result that I wasn't expecting, because I didn't really know the result that I was investing in, I'm going to be pretty frustrated and I'm going to try to fix it and I'm going to go around it, over it, under it, put a pin in it, any number of things. But the bottom line was I wasn't clear about what the destination was that I wanted. If we're not clear going into it, the results are going to be haphazard and that's where the frustration soon follows. And then the final point, when we are confronted with a problem, something that needs to be reconciled, there are three choices. The first one is accepted, not kind of sort of accepted, hoping it's going to change, but once all the cards are laid down on the table, really accept it. The second one is change it, but always keeping in mind that we can't change others. They have to change on their own for their own reasons if it's to be a long-term change, or leave it. Whichever one of those that you select, it has to be good for you. It can't be based on what other people are going to think. It can't be based on trying to appease another person, because again, the decision has to be something that resonates with you inside. We've come to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it helps, and I hope to see you in the next installment. Next installment will be why I threw away over 40 years of journals. If you want to catch me online, visit me at vickysantana.com, V-I-K-K-Y-Santana.com. And if you want to catch me in class, in studio, I teach exclusively at Evolution Yoga Coconut Creek, Florida. Catch me there for a hot class. Stay dope, everyone. Mm-hmm.